Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to Friends of the Bridegroom. Um, yeah, we're just starting this podcast this week uh, and we're going to open with a quick prayer. Um, yeah, so let's bless ourselves in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And take a moment to put ourselves in the presence of our loving God. Dear Father, thank you for gathering us here today. Um, thank you for the gift of technology, for um, our open hearts, and especially for this friendship that we have. Yeah, thank you for the dinner that we've just eaten and for um, yeah, whoever's listening to this podcast now. Um, yeah, I pray that this journey will be one that we can offer up to you as um, yeah, our offering and our sacrifice of love. Um, yeah, please bless us as we um, yeah, continue down this road together in this new adventure. Um, yeah, bless our steps and be with us on this path. Um, yeah, I pray that you will dwell with us tonight um, and that you will open up our lips uh, so that we may praise your name. We ask this all in your most holy and precious name. Amen. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to this podcast. Uh, this is very strange. I have just been told that I am emceeing this <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, so we're a group of friends that have decided to come together and just speak about our faith. Um, yeah, we'll just move into a short introduction and then we're going to be talking about our verse of the season today. Um, yeah, our strategizer today is Joseph. He has planned out our um, entire, entire agenda. Um, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, we'll start with an introduction of the podcast. So we are called Friends of the Bridegroom. Um, yeah, does anyone want to talk about why we... <laughs> so I think um, for the longest time we've been thinking about starting a podcast at least Soph and I we've been in conversation about this Mitchell and we've been thinking about uh, you know names for the podcast we've had a few funny names you know Shots with Sophia which you know to rip off of Pines with the Quiet which is why we really felt we shouldn't go for that um, but I think we landed on Friends with the Bridegroom because um, as we were reflecting and the few of us who uh are involved in this. I think in our own ways, we've all experienced the love of Jesus in that very covenantal and very bridal way. Um, and so this whole idea that we are the friends of the bridegroom, that Jesus is the bridegroom and we are the bride of Christ, really speaks to us. Um, I think it really came from one of our conversations we had a few weeks back about the, uh, the Song of Songs, which uh, was part of Sophia's uh, project for one of her mods. And I think really, um, you can see lah, that we have all been touched by Jesus' love in this very profound, very, you could say, romantic, very raw and intimate way. Yes, thank you, Joseph. Yeah, so I think with that, we'll just take a moment to introduce ourselves. Um, yeah, we are all students from Yale and U.S. College, um, and we're all part of the Catholic community here on campus called Ubi Caritas. Um, yeah, we're just a group of friends that want to get together. Um, so why don't we start introducing ourselves? We can say, like, our major... Um, yeah, and, and I guess we can talk about how a very short um, like description of why this Friends of the Bridegroom title speaks to each of our hearts. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I can start. Hello, I'm Sophia, um, your MC for the day. I am a literature major, um, and I'm currently... <laughs> and <laughs> there goes Joe. Um, <laughs> disappointed as usual that I have Enjoying not philosophy. chosen philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> And um, yeah, so I'm a literature major, um, I'm a third year, uh, and I think this Friends of the Bridegroom title really speaks to me because um, 
I think last semester I was really encountering the Lord's voice through um, the Song of Songs, as Joseph said. Um, I did a final creative project for one of my modules about it, and I think just the the analogy and like the this 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 analogy of love of the bride and the bridegroom that um, is given to us in the Song of Songs, uh, I think really like set a fire or lit a fire in my heart. Um, I think to to communicate this love to the people that I know because I think it's really such a profound um, such a profound way of thinking of this intimate and loving relationship that God desires to have with us. Yeah. Um, would anyone else like to go? Mm. Mm. Oh, verse? Oh, yes. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rachel just reminded me of why this um, title is very important to my capstone also because I have decided to um, write my capstone on a play by St. John Paul II called mm-hmm. The Jeweler's Shop. Um, yeah, I think cap- capstone is like the final project that we have to do um, at Yale and US as a year four. Um, and um, The Jeweler's Shop by St. John Paul II is about three married couples um, who speak about their relationships and like the brokenness that comes up. And it really talks about uh, the beauty of the married life as well as what it means to love. And I'm going to com- be, be comparing that text with the Song of Songs um, and talking about uh, what does it mean to love well? Yeah. So I think that this is the right season for this podcast to begin. As yesterday, I got my um, topic approved by Head of Studies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so really oh, providential amazing. that we started this late, yeah. I guess. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's how it speaks to my season right now. Yeah. Mm. Mr. Oh, Han. Oh, okay, oh, sure. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. I'm a second year student in UNUS College and a prospective, not prospective, <laughs> philosophy major! <Woo>! Yes! Wonderful! <laughs> Today I walked out of, politi- uh, of a class uh, about political thought and I was like, I cannot, it's too fluffy, I need to return to the fundamental <laughs> analysis of the world. <laughs> I need my philosophical rigor. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? How, oh. how the title speaks oh. to your season. Um, how the title speak to my season? Mm. And um, put on the spot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> As you can tell, we don't, don't plan know. a lot of yeah. these conversations, so you know we'll try to get better at it. Don't worry. First episode. No. <laughs> Recently, I've been thinking about, um, again, maybe, about being looked at with eyes of love. Yeah, and how Jesus really loves us. But I think recently in my season is that Jesus loves us and that He loves us as we are. Yeah, which is like even more. And like He doesn't just love us as one more person in a crowd or even just us or some future version of us where we are less sinful or less wounded or less hurt but he loves us right now like with all our sins and our weaknesses and really as as we are right now in the present and how he still chooses to 
look at us with the same eyes of love. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's how <laughs> that's what I've been thinking about at least. <laughs> and how G- yeah, Jesus has been speaking to me recently. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you, Mitchell. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm Joseph. I am a year four philosophy major here. Um, gosh, friends of the bridegroom, where do I begin? <laughs> <laughs> I think from the very beginning of my faith journey, the Song of Songs has played a huge part in how I see God. When I first encountered God many, 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 many years ago. Oh my gosh, it's been almost a decade. Oh. Um, I think it was easy for me, and it still is very easy for me to slip into, you know, God is my master, I must do what he tells me to do. Um, that kind of mentality. But I think from a very early age, um, God really exposed me to this image of the bridegroom and me as the bride of Christ, which is kind of weird because I'm a dude. But uh, I remember when I was 17 and one of my first most profound encounters with God was in reading the book of Hosea, in reading the story of um, you know, this prophet who was told to marry a prostitute and to love her even if she cheated on him. And for me, that's what God's love is. That I've, I, can, I can testify that I've run from God many, many times. Sometimes multiple times in a day. But He still calls me back every single time. With the same loving gaze. With the same sweet embrace. And that's what it means for me. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. Hi, I'm... Um... Ryan. Mr. Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Some people call me Ryan, Ignatius, Patrick. Um, yes, I'm Uncle Rick. <laughs> Any, anything works, really. Um, I'm a second year student, just like Mitchell. Uh, yeah, we sort of came in here together. Um, we can talk about that next time. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and I intend to major in environmental studies. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> mm, okay, friends with the bridegroom. Um I think yeah, I think a lot of um my relationship with God and a lot of like why I choose to follow Jesus, um I think it's really boils down to the idea of love um, and how Jesus is just the lover of my soul the one that um, gives my soul a meaning um, gives it the the drive to, to keep going on uh, even when the the times get difficult even when I feel I feel weak and I cannot do it anymore then I always remember that Jesus is, is the one that um, that really drives my soul the one that keeps me going on yeah and I don't I think yeah just being friends with the bridegroom is such an honour to be able to journey with the Lord every day and to just allow him to speak to speak into my soul yeah thank you thanks very much thank you I'm Regina I am year 4 environmental studies major um, and I think uh, I think two years ago um, I had a conversation with a friend over lunch when um, at some point she just like very straightforwardly asked me 
so do you want to be the bride of Christ? And I was just oh. like, what? <laughs> wow. I am not ready for this. But anyway, um, I think I think that actually was a very um, important moment for me um, of beginning to be open to realizing the very intimate and personal way that God wants to love me. Um, and the friends part, I think uh, at, at some point, um, a few months later after that conversation, uh, I, I heard of a... Um, Carmelite sister who was explaining about like her vocation and and she said like essentially um, what I'm saying yes to here as a sister is to be a friend to Jesus mm-hmm. um, and, and why that is is because Jesus is actually a very very good friend and yet he has so few good friends um, who want to be his real friends mm-hmm. um, and and then it occurred to me that actually what he's calling me to is not so complicated you know he just wants um me to draw to be drawn closer into this like very special friendship that he mm. wants to um share with me yeah so i think it's a very personal link to my my journey um growing in faith as well um friends to be a friend to jesus the bridegroom yeah thanks for thank you yeah and i think just like responding to that and like building on that as you know we should say in seminar when we respond to other people um i think like god has really brought us together in like his wedding feast as friends yeah and i think that like over the past few years that we've been together in school like the lord has really like given us to each other as gifts i think um and the reason that we're all friends is because we have been brought together for the wedding feast of the lamb to his church right um, I think there's no, like, we're all very, very, very different people. Um, as you can see, like, ES majors, philosophy majors, Ooh. literature majors. Um, and, we, and yet, we are all, I think, joined together because of this um, wedding feast of the Lamb and His Church. Yeah, and something that brings so much joy. And I think, um, as I've been preparing for today's session, I think the image that keeps popping up is just, like, us... Um, you know like one of those old wedding photos at the banquet um, where like the bride and the groom are there and then all the friends are around them I think that's the image that comes to mind of like us together with like the bride and groom and celebrating in our best clothes and just bringing our best selves for this evening of joy and merriment yeah and to celebrate this intimate union that the Lord has brought us into right yeah yeah, so today's podcast is uh, nothing too intellectual. I think we just want to get to know where each of us are and share that with you right now. Um, yeah, so we're just going to be sharing uh, what our verse of the season is. Um, yeah, something that we've been meditating on that um, seems to capture the essence of um, the season that we're in. Yeah, so I think I can start. Um, I think my verse of the season, which is linked to my word of the year from Abiding Together, another podcast crossover, um, is courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Yeah, and I think that, um, yeah, it's, I think it's been very important for this season. I think um, I think there are a lot of new beginnings that I have to look forward to, um, not just now, but like towards the end of the semester, I think. Um, and things that I'm afraid of. I'm a very naturally, very fearful, um, slightly anxious person, as all of you all probably know. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Joseph, for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, so I think I get very nervous about many things, and I think especially about um, yeah, making my own decisions, and I think like trusting in myself. And I think that at the beginning of the year, when I was reflecting and when I was um, praying about what God had in store for me this year, I think courage just kept coming up again and again mm. and again. Um, even last year, I think I was watching this video by sister Miriam James. Um, and the only phrase that I remember for the entire video is um, courageously love. 
Yeah, and I think that that really spoke to me and continues to speak to me in this season. Um, and the image I have is of Jesus inviting me across the waves, um, just as he invited Peter um, to go towards him, mm-hmm. saying, take heart, courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Um, yeah, and I think that specifically how this um, verse has been speaking to me um, over the past couple of months is I think that God is inviting me into the brokenness of myself and of others um, with this verse, to not be afraid, um, to be courageous, to enter into brokenness um, and to dwell in my own brokenness as well. Um, yeah, and this woundedness that I think arises so, um, yeah, it manifests itself in so many different ways, you know, in every moment of my life. And I think within that lies this invitation to move towards God and allow Him to carry me across these waves. Um, yeah, and I think it's a, this verse is a very profound reminder that my courage does not come from myself because there's no way that any courage is coming from me. But it's all from knowing that um, the person who stands in front of me is Jesus himself um, when he says, it is I. Yeah, and I think I can draw a lot of courage from the fact that I am cared for and protected and gazed at by him. Um, as he stands across the waves, that he will not allow me to drown, um, yeah, even when fears overtake me. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so that's my verse of the season. Where's it from? That's from the account of uh, Peter walking on water. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, yeah. Sophia. Thank you, so. Indeed. <laughs> um, my verse of the season is Happy are the eyes that see what you see mm. for many kings and prophets have longed to see what you see mm. and have not seen it yeah phronesis oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so basically uh, me, Joseph and Sil are taking this course together called Virtue, Nature and Reason mm. or we just call it like Virtue Ethics mm. yeah and no, why do I begin with this okay so basically the moment that I recall like I think the Lord, uh, in conjunction with this course, but also, like, in my own, like, personal reflections, I think, like, this idea of, like, seeing and perception has just been coming up, like, over and over again. And it's just been changing, like, everything in the way that I see the world, basically. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's, it's a very long story, but I think the basic rundown is, like, we tend to think of, like, morality in terms of, like, X. Things like X and the will. So it's like, I have a choice. And then I will, like, the correct choice. Um, yeah, so this philosopher, Iris Murdoch, comes along and says that, oh, no, this this very modern way of viewing, like, morality is actually wrong. Because, so it gives an example of, like, mother and, and daughter-in-law D <laughs> and mother M doesn't like daughter D and she treats her nicely but inside she like really doesn't like her um, but daughter D goes away for a long time and then mother M starts to like pay attention to mm. D like in her mind mm. and slowly things like oh she's very outspoken uh, becomes like oh she's very articulate mm. oh mm. she's very Bresh. No, she's very, um... Courageous. Courageous, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, she's, uh, very, uh... Yeah, etc, etc. So basically, like, the way that M sees D, like, changes entirely. Mm-hmm. And all this happens without a choice being made. 
always happens without any action being right, taken. Right. Yeah. But slowly but surely, like, the way M sees D, mm. it's just totally different. Yeah. And after the class, then, I went up to, like, a mutual friend of ours who really loves Iris and my dog, Jay. And I'm like, Jay, I finally see what you see! <laughs> it's amazing! <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's just, um... Yeah, I think, oh, if you ask me to go on and on, it's, like, crazy, but... I think that this idea of, like, um... Seeing... Learning to see, in a sense, from, like, the eyes of Jesus has been, like, a very prevalent theme in my journey and it's like affected everything that um yeah that I do the way I see things the way I act yeah and like it's basically forced me to like reevaluate um tons of stuff <laughs> yeah and I think um the most immediately striking uh thing about this verse is like um, so, I'm someone who really likes going to adoration, yeah, and I don't, I don't know why, like, I don't know how, like, you know the famous, like, John, the Kyoti asks, then he's like, I look at him and he looks at me, mm-hmm. yeah, then, yeah, there's this idea, like, when I look at Jesus, then that is training for me to go into the world, then that trains me to also find Jesus in the world. Mm. Yeah, so the hour is not wasted, but it's so that I can, you know, see Jesus in everything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very Ignatian of you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Rachel. I'm going to pull out my verse, which is, give me a second. Okay, to no one's surprise, <laughs> Song of Songs, chapter oh. 2, verse 6. Mm. His left arm is under my head, and his right arm embraces me. Now, as everyone here knows, I am very, very Dominican, Dominican trained, very Thomistic <laughs> in my thinking, and Aquinas, and for that matter, Aristotle. Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> Aristotle thinks that the highest form of life is one where we contemplate the good contemplate the truth mm. and Aquinas takes that further and he says the heaven is the beatific vision right where we're in heaven and all we are doing is looking at God and contemplating his glory and for the longest time I've always felt like that that's great man like I could just stand, spend the whole day just staring at Jesus <laughs> like you <laughs> <laughs> but recently I've been drawn to the Franciscan tradition <laughs> yeah yeah the Franciscan tradition uh, and the Franciscans believe that, you know, heaven isn't just about looking at Jesus and contemplating him, but that Jesus comes and he embraces us mm. because he is the word who is made flesh and he dwells among us. Mm. And this whole concept of, you know, having this physical touch and this physical intimacy with Jesus that goes beyond, you know, a mere intellectual apprehension of who he is, mm. but delves right deep into who he is, the God who is love and who loves us as we are, as embodied creatures, I think it has been speaking very much to me in this season. Um, it's been a season where I have come to realize that I do need some physical contact in my life, that I can't just exist as a floating premise out there in the world. You're gonna snip that and like, 
<laughs> yeah. No, but this idea that God is embracing me and that He is holding me in His arms, mm-hmm. and that, yes, I'm looking at Him and He's looking at me, but more importantly, that His arms are underneath me and holding me where I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's just something so beautiful and it's been touching me the last few days, actually. Actually, I changed my verse, like, halfway. <laughs> like, because of some events of the last few weeks, I just, I just changed my verse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. I like how you said that this verse is touching you. Mm. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Pun absolutely intended. <laughs> What's that mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> sure, Sophia. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um... So, for me, my verse is Luke chapter 15, verse 18. It says, uh, I will leave this place and go to my father and say, Mm. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Mm. Um, Mm. I think, yeah, I think think it's just speaking to the struggle in in the moment. Mm. Um, Yeah, I think, I think, like, it makes me, it really makes me think about when when I'm weak, uh, when I feel like things are out of control um, in my life, um, as some of them are right now, um, like what do I do? Do I choose to, out of my own strength, control them and try to make things better? Or do I go and go to my Father in Heaven mm-hmm. and do I seek His... Um, his consolation, his love. Um, and I think, yeah, I think many times in my life I do find myself um, trying to control things by myself, mm. trying to take hold of the situation, um, mm. feeling disappointed that things aren't as good as I want them to be. Um, but I think the Lord has really been inviting me to, to just like, and humbling me to remember that um, that I'm not perfect um, and that my will and my control isn't perfect mm-hmm. and what is perfect is, is his love um, his desire to, to take care of me and to, um, to shelter me um, under his, his, his wing mm-hmm. um, and to be in, in his house to dwell in his house um, so yeah I think um, it really is a reminder to, to always go back to the father's house to always leave um, my self-independence and self-reliance and to rely on God to yeah just allow God to to be God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thanks Ryan thank you thank you um okay so for me this is kind of I mean like choosing a verse is kind of hard but I think um, I'm just going to share about like the last time that I felt um, a scripture verse really, really moved me. Um, it's from Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Um, this was in Jesus' response to the disciples asking for increase in faith. And Jesus was like, Truly I tell you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Yeah. Um, when I was reading this, uh, so this was this is like the first verse that was suggested in this um, like eco station from the Green Movement in Saint Ignatius, mm. uh, Church. Yeah, and and um, they they sort of like uh 
suggested the places where you can stand while you are doing these different meditations and this is the first one and the the station here that I was at is like in front of this um very big tree um called the Kingsmead tree um and like I was just standing there in front of the tree and I just felt so moved like I felt as I was reading aloud this this verse to myself uh, and there was no one around at that point um just the truth of what I'm saying that if I have um faith that small right I can say uh, to to a mountain or to a tree or to anything big um move from here to there and you will move yeah like I think that that was that was a very very um endearing moment when I realized that the word of God is alive and and that the faith that he has gifted to me is really has has life and has power in it um and that responds i think to this season because um recently i discovered uh, that a particular wound that really um affects me and affects the the struggles in my life is um powerlessness yeah recognizing that for the most part um as Ryan shared like i'm not in control and i'm weak um and i think in particular like right now there's just more things that is like proving to me that I am weak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think the image is like of of being in a valley and like having um, mountains around me like getting taller and taller. Um yeah. And and I think like being before that very big tree and and s- hearing myself say move from here to there and feeling as though something was actually happening as I was saying that um really yeah, really empowered me and really consoled me not not in that God is telling me that I'm powerful all of a sudden but that um he has all the power and therefore um I'm safe um he he moves things for me especially when I'm most in need of that um of that movement yeah yeah thank you thank Regina. you thanks Regina thank you yeah wow and just like that it's over you know we've reached the oh. end of our first podcast um, yeah, I think we talked longer than expected, but um, yeah, we're very. I think it's really a privilege and a joy to be surrounded by all of you today and to, I think, share um, where we are and to share with whoever's listening out there in the big wide world, um, yeah, um, our faith journeys. And I think, uh, yeah, I just want to invite you, I think, to, I guess, read through or read a little bit of the Song of Songs, at least, if you would like to, because it's spoken to all of us in very profound ways. Um, and I think it's a, a book that we often skip over, you know, that we forget about sometimes. Yeah, so read it. Read it with your friends. Um, yeah, maybe share about what touched you um, in that book. And uh, yeah, I think we'll just close with a prayer um, before we end off for the evening. Um, yeah. So we bless ourselves in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, thank you for being with us tonight, every moment of the day. Thank you for dwelling in our hearts. Yeah, thank you for the gift of my brothers and sister um, who are here with me tonight mm, and especially for your presence that dwells um, and shines out so brightly from each of their hearts and Lord I pray that you continue to bless us as we um, go forth with uh, whatever we need to do in these coming weeks um, and until we meet again the next time mm, yeah and we also offer up um, whoever's listening uh, to this podcast Lord uh, we pray especially for them um, I pray that you re- they receive into their hearts this great and profound love that you have for them as their bridegroom. 
Yeah, I pray that they know that they are yours and you are theirs. Yeah. Um, in all things, we give glory to the Trinity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, and goodbye. And before you go, let us know in the comments if there are any topics you want us to talk about. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you very much. I'm always going to say that. Thank you.